Hello and welcome back to Talking Sense, the podcast, the podcast version of the Talking Sense Interdisciplinary Research Group, which was hosted by the Ashmolean Museum and Torch in the academic year 2018-19. In the first episode of the podcast series, we walked you through the aims and goals of the project to discuss and explore the role of the senses in art in the Ashmolean's permanent collection. In the second episode, Christy and I walked you through the experience of a workshop day. And in the following few episodes, we'll be hearing recorded versions of the gallery talks. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Juanjo Garcia Granero, a postdoc in archaeology. His talk partner was Claire Garden, who's a DFL candidate in the Classics faculty. The title of their talk was The Rough and the Refined, Sensing the Luxurious and the Everyday. In this talk, Claire and Juanjo explore how textual sources and archaeological evidence can differ in how they portray grand and ordinary living, drawing on examples from classical Egypt and Minoan Crete. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Juanjo, who's talking about a Minoan Crete cooking vessel. Hi, I'm Juanjo. I'm a postdoctoral researcher at Oxford School of Archaeology. Um, I'm an archaeologist specialised in the analysis of microscopic plant remains, and I am very interested in exploring what people ate in the past. Today, I'll be talking about how prehistoric people sense the luxurious and the everyday by focusing on a Minoan tripod cooking pot housed at the Aegean World Gallery at this morning. But before focusing on the tripod cooking pot itself, let's, let's have a look around the Aegean World Gallery at this morning um, and let's talk a bit more about who were the Minoans. Um, when, when you visit this gallery, which I'm sure you all are going to visit soon, uh, please think that the remains, the objects you're seeing, were produced and used three to 4,000 years ago. Uh, these are the oldest objects within the Talking Sense project. Um, the Minoans are often referred to as the first civilization in Europe. We have had uh, cities in other pla places in Asia and in North Africa, but never in Europe before. Uh, the reason we have such a great collection of Minoan objects in the Ashmolean is because uh, Sir Arthur Evans, who was a keeper of the Ashmolean in the late 19th and early 20th century, excavated the Palace of Mosos in the early 20th century, and he brought back home the best objects he recovered. Um, we could focus on some of the objects around the gallery, and we, I could be doing this talk uh, about any of the objects around, like a storage jar, which is massive, it could hold... Uh, thousands of kilos of grain, or, or the octopus jar, which is actually used by the Ismolian for publicity. You may have seen it outside of the Ismolian. We have some warrior graves. We have a beautiful fresco, which is from the Palace of Consoles. So uh, why, instead of focusing on any of these fantastic objects, which have been thoroughly studied, I've decided to focus on a comparatively simple tripod cooking pot, there are mostly two reasons. First, cooking and eating are multisensorial experiences. Uh, we could think about taste and smell, which are the obvious one, but uh, also about sight, about how, how cooks, how chefs nowadays present the dishes they produce, the, the meals in a very beautiful way, and uh, there's no reason to believe that wasn't the case also in prehistory. Uh, we all obviously also think about touch, of the texture of food, how slimy food is not as appealing as food with a more nice, uh, a nice uh, texture. And I also like to think about food, cooking, eating in terms of hearing the noises of the kitchen. Um, I remember my grandma singing in the kitchen as one of the uh, things that I related to food when I was a kid. And I still think about this and remember my grandma with fondness. And the second reason I decided to focus on these 
cooking pot is because everybody needs to eat. So uh, focusing on cooking allows us to focus on the luxurious and the everyday, which is the object of this talk. Now, when I say comparatively simple cooking pot, it's not really simple. This is a very, very elaborated minor type of cooking pot. It has several handles and it has a lid, which is rarely preserved in archaeological record. But it is relatively rough, it's not painted, it's not decorated, unlike most of the pottery objects displayed in the same case. And that makes us think that unlike those objects, the cooking pot wouldn't have been meant for public display. It would have been kind of hidden in the kitchen and not seen by guests. Um, like most minor cooking pots, this is medium size, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been used for communal feasting, for cooking for many people. It would have been used for cooking in the household, for the family. Uh, so in other, way, in other words, it would have been used for everyday use. What was cooking this and uh, cooking pots like this? Uh, well, there are different ways to address this question, mm, well, mainly two, actually. We have the textual information and we have archaeological information. Let's focus first on the textual, and this brings us to Linear B. Linear B is a way of a script used by the Minoans. Um, you have great examples in the Aegean World Gallery of Linear B tablets. These are clay tablets that were meant for temporary writing. They were not meant for, for keeping records long-term, but some of them got accidentally fired, and then when the clay was fired, they, it was preserved in archaeological records. So we have these temporary records that have lasted until today, and what they are keeping is palace administration. In terms of food, basically what came into, uh, the, into and out of the palace, what was under palace control. So we have evidence of staple crops like wheat and barley, but we don't have uh, evidence of beans, lentils or peas, for example, and we know that beans were a staple for the Mediterraneans and people from other parts of the world since the Neolithic onwards. So it's a bit strange. And again, I like to refer back to the fact that linear B tablets were used for palace administration. So it doesn't necessarily reflect what the everyday food was, but more the luxurious side. And in this vein, we have, for example, evidence in linear B tablets of spices and herbs like uh, cumin or coriander or mint. Um, and these were, in a way, under palace control. And that's why we have this mention. Then if we move to the archaeological evidence, archaeological record, the, the first thing that comes into mind are plant remains, macroscopic plant remains, uh, seeds, grains, fruits. And the most common plant remains recovered in Bronze Age in Minoan Crete are wheat, barley, and beans, lentils, peas, chickpeas, all these pulses that were not mentioned in Linear B, but we actually know they were used for human consumption because they were found in houses, in storage bins, in houses. So it's not something that was just growing wild, it's something that was being produced for human food. What we don't find archaeologically are all these herbs and, and spices that we talked about. So although we have the evidence in Linear B, we don't have it in the macroscopic plant record, in the archaeological, uh, archaeological plant record. Um, these may be for two reasons. One, maybe that they were not consuming these, but second is the fact that herbs and spices are not well preserved archaeologically when they are charred. So in order to address whether these were actually used or not in these minor and tribal cooking pots, what, what, what I do is I focus on the microscopic plant remains that were recovered from the pots themselves. And I have been working the last few years 
in a project in Gipsades, which is a Bronze Age neighborhood of the Palace of Knossos, so uh, my known neighborhood. And as part of this project, I'm analyzing these microscopic plant remains from several um, archaeological contexts, including cooking vessels. And I also work closely with Evgeny Achafu, which is, um, who is a PhD student at the Université Catholique de, de Louvain in Belgium. And she is conducting the same type of analysis in two other minor sites from northern Crete, uh, Sisi and Malia. So together, we have analyzed several cooking vessels with the aim of understanding what was actually cooked in these vessels and particularly what did regular people eat. We haven't analyzed vessels from palaces themselves, but from cities surrounding the palaces. Or uh, they are still Sisi and and Malia Quarter P with uh, where Afghania is working. They are still important places, but they are not the palaces. We're trying to know this everyday food. Um, what we found in these in these cooking vessels are uh, wheat, barley, some vegetables, and we think, as per a few weeks ago, we think we may have found some evidence of cumin. So this this is kind of a mixture between luxury and everyday food. I mean, we have wheat, we have barley, but we have also vegetables and cumin, which are like two different ends of the spectrum. And what really puzzles us is where are the beans? Where are the lentils? We know they were eating them. Well, we know that they have been a staple in the Mediterranean uh, since before the Minoans, but we don't know how they were cooked. And this is something we don't have all the answers for all these questions, uh, but we will continue to investigate what Minoans ate and how they sense the luxurious and the everyday. For further reading about this podcast and all of the podcasts in this series, please see the attached bibliographies in the show notes. Music for the show was by David Hillowitz, Moment of Truth piano version, provided by freemusicarchive.org. This podcast was presented, edited and produced by me, Christy Calloway-Gale. And me, Johnny Lawrence. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.